Well, hello, everybody. It is August 2nd. We're into the dog days of August. This is Rich Poland. And this is Stacey Ham. And we are bringing to you your weekly Ryder Cup uh, Ticket to Ryder podcast, the only weekly podcast which focuses on all things uh, golf focused on international competitions. And Stacey Ham, it's been a great week. And the highlight of the week is that we got our tickets for next year's Ryder Cup. Yeah, I was just about to say, we got some exciting news. We got our tickets. Thanks to Rich. He got up early last week and got our tickets to the Ryder Cup, and we are ready to roll. Well, you know, the uh, the weekly tickets, the grounds tickets, uh, are by lottery. And we did not get them by the lottery this year, mostly because there was something wrong with the ordering system. I actually got a spot and put tickets in the queue but they had a step where you had to uh, give your phone number and it would send you a verification code. And for what it maybe is, you know, because it was a U.S. phone number and it was coming from Italy, I never got the verification code. So we didn't get tickets. Uh, so if anybody's interested in going, they just put up for sale uh, some, you know, there are premium experiences where you can go and sit and sit, you know, sip champagne and pay like five or six times more than a grounds pass. And we didn't want to do that. But there are some, you know, less expensive premium experiences where you might pay, you know, another 50% have access to a air conditioned place where you can and clean bathrooms, clean bathrooms and some TV without sets. Michelob cans around a Michelob can. So that's what we have. In fact, I saw today where we can get Thursday tickets. I only got tickets for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, um, but we can get Thursday tickets as well, which is a practice round that we always go on Thursday. So, uh, so look. Let me ask you this: Is Brooks, uh, Brooks Koepka not going to be able to have Michelob Ultra or no? No, I think probably the Michelob Ultra contract uh, is gone. Unless, I mean, who? I mean, maybe Cameron Young. Cameron Young kind of has the body profile to fit Brooks Kepka. He 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 has Brooks Kepka's body, so maybe yeah. they just stick Cameron Young in Brooks Kepka's spot in those commercials. Did you see him pushing around, uh, doing a practice round of these push around the stroller of his kid? You see no, that? No. Yeah, he, he was actually pushing around. There's a practice round. He was pushing the stroller in between his shots. I was that's, like, holy crap. Must be funny. made for TV or something, I guess. I don't know. That's funny. Well, uh, yeah, at, at the Ryder Cup, there were Michelob Ultras all over the place. Yeah, thank God that's not going to be the case. Well, there'll be a lot of trash this time, so we, we got to get ready for that. We're going to brace ourselves for the trash on the floor. So, so that's our big news. Our big news is that we will be bringing you the Ryder Cup from Rome uh, because we now have tickets. So that's our yeah, big Ryder news. Yeah, Ryder Cup from Rome. The big news of the week is that the Europeans decided on a captain to replace the, would you call him disgraced ex-captain, Henrik Stenson? Would you call him disgraced now that he just uh, won like $4 million in his I, one I, live tournament? He's a $4 million man. I, I mean... I, I don't know. I don't know if the, I don't know if winning the four million dollars it, it trumps being the captain of the Ryder Cup. I don't know for a guy like Henry Stenson, but you know, yes, he's a disgrace. He is a disgrace. Uh, it was funny. They 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 asked him a softball question after he won. It's like you know, you played like a captain today or something like that. It's like, come on, captain. He's the captain of four people, and they don't. Those four people don't care. They just want that extra money. He's not the captain. Won. He's like the fourth guy on. I think it's on the Lee Westwood team. He's not the captain. Oh, so, no, so Lee not. Westwood made money. Yeah, Lee Westwood made game. money off of him. I think Lori Cantor got got knocked to another team. Oh, Lori, they put Lori Cantor to a different team, huh? Uh, they, well, they traded him for a bucket of bolts. It's a bucket of balls. It's an exhibition, but that exhibition seems to pay a lot more. I mean, I was just looking. I was just checking out. You know, the PGA Tour is doing all this stuff to increase the profits, which I put something on Twitter about. You know, Tony Finau's won two weeks in a row, and he's only made about two points. I don't know, two point eight dollars. Yeah, two point eight. And they and they and they did a thing on today. The commissioner made uh, eight point nine million dollars in 2020, 2021. But he is a commissioner, and he's a smart guy, and he's not hitting any balls. But you know what? He deserves because he's bringing money to the PGA Tour, so he deserves to make that money. So people complain about the commissioner make a lot of money. He does a good job for the tour. How much money do you think Greg Norman's making? I mean, I can't oh, believe must, the Saudis. I mean, he's making five. 
Yeah, I'm he's not making Tiger Woods eight hundred million dollars. They offer Tiger, but I would assume he's making a lot. There was a there was a uh, a thing on Twitter today where somebody said that you know when Tiger Woods was twenty two, Arnold Palmer came up to him and said something along the lines of you know you know a lot of people have paved the way for this game and you know we're now leaving this game in your hands. You have to preserve it. You know you have to preserve the beauty of the game and the integrity of the game. Something like that. Wow. And Tiger Woods was like, yes, Mr. Palmer. You know I I understand and and. Uh, uh, we'll do that. And, you know, he has. I mean, he turns down all this money and has been yeah. very loyal to the PGA Tour. I'm like, I, I, if uh, if Arnold Palmer had gone over to Greg Norman to say the same thing, what's Greg Norman going to say? Go, mind your own, I'm mind not your from own, this country, sir. Mind your own business, Gramps. That's what he would say. Yeah, Grandpa, go home. Go, go put that pink sweater on and go get yours. Yeah. But Tiger, it's amazing. Tiger turned down at 700, 800 million, like from these people, supposedly, yeah. allegedly. But man, that's a lot. Did you, uh, did you see there were, they, they, you know, I don't know if it's accurate because it's on Twitter, but there were reports out there that you could get a ticket to this event in Bedminster, New Jersey for a dollar on StubHub. <laughs> Seriously? A yeah. dollar? I didn't see that. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's on Twitter. So, you know, you take it maybe with a grain of salt. Uh, I will say this. So, you know, you watched a little bit of the coverage this weekend. I watched a little bit too. And when I was watching on my computer, the YouTube said how many people were watching and it was 77,000 down to 75,000. It was between 75 and 77, which is the exact same number as was watching the London tournament. I don't know how many people were watching the Portland tournament because I was there. And, uh, you know, that's not a lot of people watching it's not a lot of so let me ask you this Rick. how many people on average watch uh the dp tour and how many people watch the pga tour so it's hard. Uh, you know it's, on it's, average it's, it's hard because the dp tour their primary viewership is going to be in europe right yeah yeah and and you know the pga tour their primary viewership is going to be in america but they are on tv and the other continent like you know i know you will watch the DP tour and I'll watch the DP tour yeah. too. I'll turn yep. on, I'll I watch turn, every tournament. Yeah. I turn on this, the set on, you know, on, on Sunday morning. And usually the DP tour is on this, this Sunday, the, the uh, LPGA Scottish open was on, Yeah, but, yep. but I watch the DP tour and then I watch the PGA tour and often I'll watch the corn yep. Ferry tour, you know, which usually comes on the golf channel after afterwards. Uh, yeah. They haven't been putting many corn Ferry tournaments on TV anymore. I, I don't understand. It. Yeah. But, I haven't seen very many of them. Yeah, but uh, I, somebody actually published it. They said that that the lesser tournaments tend to draw about a million three or a million four viewers in the U.S. on on CBS and NBC, and the bigger tournaments, you know, non-majors but bigger tournaments, tend to draw about you know two to two and a half million. Wow, so deep that. And, and it's, it's and it, that, yeah, and it's very targeted advertising too. I mean, you know, you're you're advertising to you know, 40 to 70 year old men, right? Yeah, That's yeah. who watches. And so, you know, what advertisements are on these, you know, on golf tournaments? I mean, it's- uh, Penile implants. Penile implants, yeah. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction medicine, <laughs> golf, yeah. golf, golf equipment, uh, you know, and fancy dentures. cars. How to get better, how to get better teeth. Fake you know, dentures, like, pretty like much. Like Cadillacs, yeah. fancy cars. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see, you're not gonna see a lot of, uh, you know, you're not going to see a lot of commercials for, you know, I, I don't know what for for streaming it, services. You know, I thought it, you and I are you and I are rare because I find it like I talked to some like my friend Cal who's 83. You know, he's a big golfer. He and his wife and I asked him. I said, Hey, how do you? What's your viewership? Like, how do how many do you watch golf? And he goes, No, I hardly watch any of the tournaments. And I'm like, You know, I watch and you, Rich, we watch all the every tournament we. I mean, every weekend we are watching a tournament. It's the DP World Tour. It's a it's a women's LPGA. It's a PGA champ, the Champion Tour, and the PGA Tour. We watch a lot of golf, but I think Rich, the average golfer, doesn't even watch any of it. They don't give a crap about it, which it, is it, odd. It's funny because you know, as as you know, you, you're you're a real good golfer and you play a lot. I don't. Uh, I play tennis. I played tennis, you know, some into college, and and I still play at a pretty high level, but I actually don't necessarily enjoy watching tennis i actually don't mind watching women's tennis but men's tennis 
You know, I'll watch the finals of Wimbledon and the finals yeah. of the U.S. Yep. Open, but it doesn't really interest me. Uh, and I think it's because, you know, the, the, the thing that I love about golf and, and, you know, for the folks who know me, my dad was a psychiatrist. My mom's a psychologist. I just love the psychological aspects of the game and, and how you can watch people, you know, kind of nut up and play great. And then you can watch people unravel. And yes. I mean, wasn't that the best interview with Tony C now the other day where he said like, you know what? My kids are important. My family's important. He goes, and my kids learn a lot from watching me fail and watching me succeed. That's what golf all about. There's a lot of failures in this sport of golf. You don't win a lot. You don't cross that finish line. But when you do, it's very important. It's very special. So I, I, I thought that was a great interview, you know, from Tony C now on, on Sunday. And I love, I love the commercials for the first tee where, you know, you know, teaching young kids who might not have access to golf to play, but also yeah. to teach them about the discipline and the rules and the integrity. And, yep. uh, you know, golf was always the game of integrity. So, you know, I grew up playing competitive tennis and tennis is supposed to be that game. But I, when I was playing competitive tennis, nobody had integrity. They cheated all over the place. And I hated Seriously? it. I, I stopped playing because, you know, I would go out and play these tournaments and, you know, I was, you know, a hundred percent honest. If I wasn't sure the ball was, you know, my, you know, the opponent's ball was in and, you know, people would call my balls out that I knew were in, they were clearly in and it's the honor system, Amazing. but, but, you know, cheating, cheating, cheating. And I just grew disillusioned with it. I, you know, I, I stopped playing, you know, competitive tennis because of that. And I just played, you know, my, for my school, uh, I just couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand the cheating. And golf yeah. has never you know, been like that. Yeah, you know what? I, I mean, I play at competitive events. I, I mean, we, you know, so I'll give you guys a story. Last year, we were playing with my partner at Cal's 82. We're playing, playing against these two guys that were assholes. They were very good. And all of a sudden, Cal hits the shot. I'm kind of out of the hole. Well, not out of the hole, but Cal, I think I might be out of the hole. I'm in my pocket. And Cal is, Cal hits a shot. He hits a shot to short. And then he chips a shot up to the green and then he two putts and then he makes the third putt. And he said he made four, but he honestly made five or is something like that. But and so this guy gives, he goes, we got to count. You got to count it up. You got to count it up. So the integrity of the game is so important when you're playing in tournaments that you have to be honest about your score. And we did the calculation and Cal had made four and not five. So we held the integrity of the sport and, and of the game and the tournament because it's important to everyone else. But there are not a lot of cheaters. And if there, are, there are a couple guys who I could tell they give foot wedges. But that's not good. You don't give a foot wedge when you plan a competitive event. If you do, that's just terrible. So you're right, Rich. I mean, there are a lot of guys that cheat. But a lot of the guys in the golf, they're very honest. They, they're honorable. They, they make the right moves. They don't cheat. They don't, you know, I'm, I'm like, I count my scores. I give the guys my scorecard. We, we go over every score after. And we, make, we play fair. And that's the way it is. Golf is a sport where people are fair about score so well we're gonna what we're gonna do today we'll go over the tournaments from last week um our kind of special segment for today is we're gonna you know the the pga tour season's almost over there's only one more event before the playoffs start so we did this last year for the Ryder cup we are going to predict the president's cup teams for the international side and the u.s side uh and we'll do that at, at the end of the at the end of the podcast you know rich i i you know what's going on with this 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 tour championship? We've gone from making it a five or six five five tournament uh, thing to like three tournaments now. I don't like this. I don't like how it's going. What do you think about this? Well, I think I tour think that you know I, I I actually really liked it at four. You know they did one twenty five yeah. one twenty five down to seventy I think or seventy five, and then they did it down to yeah. like fifty, and then they did it down to thirty. Yeah. And they were great tournaments. The you know the first one was uh, was always I think in in the New York area, was, and then yeah, or they had one yeah. in New York, they had one in Boston, they had one in Chicago, and yep. then they had the Tour Championship in Atlanta for the top thirty. Uh, yep. they, they cut it down to three. I think the players didn't want to play that many events. They felt like they were compelled to play four events in four consecutive weeks. They didn't want to do that. I, I guess I get that. They cut it down to three, and then apparently next year the Tour Champ that they're only going to have 70. 70 only the top 70 are going to be eligible yeah i mean i don't like that either i mean 
I, I yeah, I guess it's okay. I, I don't like it, but I think we need more. We need more tur- more. You know, this season's long. The guys have to play a minimum of eighteen tournaments, right? Is that right? Minimum eighteen tournaments. Okay, so eighteen tournaments. How many PGA tournaments are there? Are there twenty five? Thirty? I don't. Oh, know. Oh no, there's much more than that. They only take there off. The only the, there's really only, you know, about four or five weeks off in the wintertime because they play the wraparound, and you know, with the WGCs, there's only really Thanksgiving to Christmas where there's no tournaments. Well, what do you think about this new way where they're gonna the wraparound season is gonna kind of be ending, right? The wraparound season it? is gonna be is gonna be more of an exhibition season. Uh, I think they'll be able if they win tournaments, it's not gonna count towards the point standings, but it may. It's terrible. But I think it's going to count towards like tour status, so it's it's okay. We'll see how it works. I mean, it's 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 certainly designed to give the better players more time off to compete with the live tour. Is what it is. It's a reaction yeah. to the live tour. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think these guys need chances. Like some of these players, Ricky Fowler's of the world. I mean, I hate, I hate that I have to say that, but you know, the guys need chances to play more, and I think we got to let them play more. Well, it's so, been, but anyway, it's been an interesting week. Topic. It's been an interesting week. Otherwise, I, you know, I'm a little upset today because, you know, as a uh, as a Washington fan, Washington traded Juan they Soto. Traded Soto? They Where tra- did they trade him? To? They traded him to the Padres. The Padres now have assembled a super team. They traded basically. They got all the harder kid too, right? They got Josh Hader. They got that guy. Josh right? Hader. They got Josh Hader from the from the Brewers, and they got the two best players in the Nationals because the Nationals threw in Josh Bell. Who's actually having a better year than Soto? Josh Bell. Josh Bell. Where's that guy? Is he from North Carolina? Josh Bell or no? I don't know. I know he was on Pittsburgh, and then he's been on the Nationals the last two years. He's hitting like 320 with power, and I mean, they are just fire sale, huh? Fire sale. And I kind of, you know, I understand it from the point of view that the team, you know, they they were old when they won the World Series, and then they let they they you know they decided to pay Steven Strasburg, who's like pitched three games since then because of injuries. Wow. And they let Anthony Rendon go. They had let Bryce Harper go. They eventually let Max Scherzer go. And they're just rebuilding. And they have nothing in their yeah. farm system. So, you know, I understand and, that, that you know, if they kept Juan Soto for the next two and a half years, they weren't going to be winning anything. They're they're four or five And he wasn't going to be happy, right? He wasn't going to be happy. And he wasn't going to resign with them. So get a haul now. Uh, but it's just, you know... I'm a I'm a DC sport anyone to listen to but I'm a DC sports fan. When I was seven, six, seven years old, the Senators moved out of DC and I cried. I was and I loved baseball and I cried when the Senators left town for 35 years or whatever. There was no baseball in Washington, DC. And you know, when the Nationals came to town, they originally were bad and then they got good. They were they won at the World Series in 2019 and just you know, as quick as this, they're the worst team in baseball. It's really sad. Well, Rich, you guys have one thing they don't have in San Diego. What's that? The World Championship, right? We do. The Padres have never won, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe, so, yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe they'll be able to compete with the Dodgers now. I mean, this. The, I, I mean, I don't know how they're going to compete with the Dodgers. That team is so loaded. I mean, you got to Juan Soto and adding these pieces. I mean, Manny Machado, all these guys, man, that's still a far cry from what the Dodgers have, right? Fernando Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado. Uh, you know, they're a good team. But, but yeah, the Dodgers. I mean, are, are they going to be able to pay Juan? I mean, Juan Soto, that's a good deal for them because Juan Soto still is, that's a two year, two and a half year contract. He's been under. Him for two and a half years. Uh, Josh Bell's only for this season, but Juan Soto's for two and a half years. So they get him for three postseasons. And, you know, yeah. I think that the Nationals were convinced that no matter what they offered, Scott Boros was going to take him to free agency. And so, yeah. you know. I, yeah. I think I think he wants to make Juan Soto the first half a billion dollar player in in Major League history, uh, because when he gets to, when he gets to free agency, right, he's going to get to free agency. He's only twenty three years old, so he's going to yeah. get to free agency when he's 20, 25, 26 years old. So it's not like yeah. you know Albert Pujols made it to free agency at like you know twenty nine or thirty. Uh, well, okay. I mean, Juan Soto came in. He was how old was eighteen or nineteen when he came into the big yeah, leagues? Or what? Yeah, I think he was 18, 18, 19 years old, and, and when they won so the World Series, so he's been the big league four years already, yeah. huh? Yeah, he's, he's got you know wow. two more years of team control, and then he, then he's a free agent. Uh, so, I mean, I, the the Padres are going to have to sign it. I mean, that, they have to do this deal, right? What did they trade for him? Well, they traded after minor league team. They traded, you know, basically their their two best prospects. 
And then, you know, a kid named Mackenzie Gore, who was their best pitching prospect, who's technically not a prospect anymore because he's been up in the majors. Uh, okay. It was, you know, ESPN rated it as an A-plus for the Padres, but a B-plus for the Nationals. They said the Nationals did, okay. you know, as well as they were going to do. Yeah, wow. They traded Juan Soto not for much. That's amazing, right? All, you know, all young players. But, you know, I, again, you know, uh, the Nationals are there. They have not drafted well. So their minor league system is terrible. So, I so mean, they this, need to get as many players yeah, as I they mean, can. They huh? have to, they have to assume that it's going to be, you know, three or four years before they're going to be able to compete considering they're in a division with the, you know, the Mets who are owned by Steve Cohen, who's ultra rich and the Braves who are just really run well. Uh, so, and the nationals are going to be up for sale as well. I mean, the, the learner family, who owns, who, owns, who owns the nationals? The learners who are very rich, they're commercial real estate guys. And it's, it's speculated that they've taken a big hit with COVID you know, commercial real estate has, has yeah, taken a hit with yeah. COVID and that, that they, you know, they want to get out of the business, which is losing money so for they them. They're trying to sell. Who's going to, well, they got a rich guy in your, your DC guy. They got a rich guy in the owner of uh, the, the, what do they call him now? What's your team called? Washington, the no, Redskins? Not, yeah. Dan Snyder didn't have enough money. Dan Snyder's leveraged, leveraged, you know, to, to he doesn't he, have enough money. You he know, he, to, well, Dan Snyder has to focus on putting all of his money into building a new stadium. The rich guy, who could buy the team yeah. is Ted Leonsis, who owns the Capitals and the Wizards. Now, he he oh, could potentially wait. buy the team, but there's been speculation about about you know some other ownership groups. It's interesting. Why because, wouldn't they Jeff Bezos buy these teams? Well, What's the matter with Jeff him? Bezos wants to be in the NFL. Jeff Bezos well, is Jeff Bezos well, is trolling for if the NFL makes Dan Snyder sell the team. Um, well, why would he do that? Why didn't he just go to Amazon? Why did he just go to Seattle? That chick would sell the team. Oh, who knows what she's going to do? But yeah. she would sell that team, right? No, she doesn't own the Mariners. She well, she she owns the Seahawks. She doesn't own the Mariners. Uh, oh, that's right. She doesn't own the Mariners. She owns the. Well, the, he should buy the Mariners, and he should buy the Seahawks. Uh, he should buy Portland. He should buy the Seahawks, and, and he the, should and buy the, the, the Blazers. Trailblazers. Yeah, yeah, but that's what he should buy, right? Yeah, it's it's widely speculated that Jeff Bezos wants to wants to own an F, NFL team, but wow, uh, so. We'll well, that's the team Noel, we'll right? See. Well, the interesting the thing is that, the, is that is that it very well may be that the Orioles and uh, the Nationals are up for sale at the same time because uh, Peter Angelos, who owns the Orioles, is, you know, he's on death's door, apparently. And he must he, be a thousand years old, right? He, he looked like a crypt keeper when he was 60. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be a good team to buy. I mean, you, you, would, you would hope they buy the Orioles, some rich guy, and just put a lot of money and have them come back and be a good team. Because they just struggled for so many years. And I know you're an Orioles fan. I, I, love you, my Orioles. I, I don't love yeah. Peter Angelos, but I love the Orioles. But they, the Orioles are 500 this year. They've got all new talent, all young talent. They so, started off great, didn't they? they? Well, they were 14 and 24, but ever since then, they've been one of the best teams in the American League. They're, they're over 500. They won again tonight. I think they got to two games over 500. And their young star player is this kid, Adley Rutschman, who's from, who's from, uh, uh, Tual Tual Tualatin? Yeah, he's, Tualatin? From, he's from Tualatin uh, here in Oregon, wow. played at Oregon State, and he's another stud. And, and I'm convinced my kids, I, when my kid, when my son Sanders, I, it may have been both kids, when, when Sanders was, was little and playing Little League, uh, you know, we played in the, in the upper middle class, you know, rich people suburbs league, you know, where yeah, none of the kids were really all that good. But if you got into the- Did you play there? No, no. But one time we had to play a tournament down in Tualatin. And the team beat us like, you know, 27 to two or something. And I'm convinced that Adley Rutschman was on that team. He was probably the only kid they threw the ball, or gave the ball to, and he hit all the home runs probably. Yeah, because uh, 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 they, they, they whooped us. And they were really, you know, kind of into, into baseball. And our kids were, you know, you know whatever. We're, yeah. Let me go play video games. But anyway, yeah. anyway, I, but I root for Adley Rutschman. He's apparently a really good kid. Oh, okay. and And he's. You know, playing well, and it's and basically as soon as the Orioles called them up, they started winning. So, all I right. Mean, how happy is Juan Soto to be on that plane to San Diego? He must be loving life. He's got the Spanish women there. He's got the good baseball team. Got Manny Machado on that team. Oh my yep. God, he must be loving life. That kid. And, he's, and he's all of a sudden winning it. He's on a winning team again. So, at twenty three and going to San Diego, man, that's like a that that's a dream come true for any play any person or any. Well, you were you were you were twenty three and you went to San Diego, right? I, I was 23 and I lived in San Diego. Oh, God, that's the place that everyone's dream. Beautiful women, beautiful weather. Go for it, Juan Soto. I like that kid. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. And I'm not, you know, I have a Juan Soto jersey. 
that I have up on my wow. wall, and I'm not taking it down. I have nothing against Juan Soto. Well, it's... I'm gonna have to get you a Padres Juan Soto jersey oh, now. Oh God, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I have, I have, uh, I have a Phil Mickelson signed flag, and I'm like, do I want to take that down? I think no. It is worth a lot now. You could probably no. sell it back to him for <laughs> You could sell it back to him for some money now. I wonder. I wonder if I had Greg Norman sign the thing too, whether it would be worth more money. Well, did you see that thing I posted on uh, Twitter or whatever? I mean, they did the guys. Well, let me look. They did the guys with the who made the most money in the PGA Tour, and Phil Mickelson was the whole, was the guy who made the most. They yeah. did, let's see. They did. But here it is: the high pays, highest paid golfers for 2022. Tiger Woods, 68 million. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, 86. Phil Mickelson, 138 million. Johnson, 97 million, and Kepka, 69 million. Wow. That's crazy, right? I mean, Phil's the highest paid guy. But guess who he works for? He works for Saudi. The Saudi. So did the you Saudi. see the video? So 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 for anyone who didn't see, there's a video where some guy you, you know kind of snuck in, <laughs> snuck into the uh, um, to the to the Bedminster tournament and was filming himself and was like, Hey Phil, how's it going? Like he was like he was all buddy buddy with him. Give us a thumbs up, Phil. And Phil gives the guy a thumbs up. And then he's about to swing, and he goes, "Do it for the Saudi royal family, Phil!" Oh, oh, oh my God, you can, we should play that on this thing because it's the best ever. It really is. <laughs> and, I uh, love every minute. Of- and uh, let me see if I can let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, then they, you know, they try to kick him out. Obviously. Oh, one other thing before we're about to take our our, our thirty minute break. Uh, rest in peace, power. Rest, however you want. Bill Russell. Bill Russell, you know, just about the greatest athlete, the greatest winner in the history of team yeah. sports. So, so I love Bill Russell. Eleven championships. What a man, huh? What a man. What a good dude. What a man. What a like. He stood up for what he believed in. I mean, the civil rights movement was huge. University of San Francisco grew up in the South. What a man. What a man. Yep. And those times were tough too. All right, hold on one second. I'm going to have this here in one second. All right, this is this is Phil Mickelson getting heckled. Right, behind me, right there, is Phil Mickelson, the face of this new golf league, being bankrolled by the uh, Saudi government. Hundred million dollars. That's all it took for him to come here. Two hundred. And uh, I guess forget about that journalist that was that was chopped up by the Saudi government. Hey, Phil, give us a wave. Let's go. Yeah! Yeah! Give me a look! Yes! Thumbs up! Thank you! All right! Last hour, Phil Mickelson teed off here at the 16th hole just behind me. Here's what happened. Do it for the Saudi royal family! Phil backs off his his drive. (laughs) That was great! I loved it! I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I am sorry. I'm very sorry. Did they kick the guy out? No, they, they, they threatened to kick him out, but but <laughs> but they didn't kick oh, him out. That is beautiful. Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's not sorry. That was great. He's not so sorry. He's, like, he's not so sorry. He's got he's got ninety one thousand hits. Ninety one thousand views. He's not sorry. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, that was great. So, uh, yeah. Well, what a week in golf, right? I mean, what a week in golf, wasn't it? I mean, it was, wow. I just, I mean, there were a lot of big tournaments. The Women's Scottish Open, you had the U.S. Junior Amateur, you had the PGA Championship. But we were talking about the PGA Championship, and Rich, you cover the PGA, and I'll cover the Women's Scottish Open, and I'll cover the U.S. Am, and then we'll get to our uh, pick for the. Uh, President Okay, so the PGA Tour. Oh, one last thing. Before, guys, it's just been so much going on. Vin Scully passed away today, Stacy. And wow. uh, what a man! You know, you, you played baseball. I wanted to be either a broadcaster or a general manager. I, you know, that's that's what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wanted to be a baseball yeah. broadcaster or I wanted to be a general manager. And uh, Vin Scully was you know, the ultimate, I mean, he broadcast Dodgers games, I think for 67 years and had the most beautiful voice 
And, you know, on the all-time list of, you know, the, the greatest uh, broadcasters in baseball history, there's Vin Scully, there's Red Barber and Mel Allen, you know, uh, the old Yankees broadcasters. I mean, there aren't, you know, there's, there's John Miller who did the Orioles and, and, and the Red Sox and the Giants. I, I mean, these are the Giants of the game. And Vin Scully was still broadcasting, I think, into his late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So I mean, he literally just stopped how many years? Not very many years ago, four or yeah. five years ago, right? Yep. Wow. Who's the Who's the uh, the St. Louis broadcaster? He was good too. Jack right? Buck was fantastic. Jack, yeah, Jack Buck was good. Yeah, man, what an amazing. I mean, you know, listening to I just remember listening. I would love when I lived in Los Angeles, uh, with California. I would always listen to Dodger games on the radio. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I would listen. I would look at television, but listen to the radio just because I could hear Ben Scully's voice because I thought. He just told the story so well. Oh, my God, what a beautiful storyteller he was when it came to baseball. That's what I love. So rest in peace, Ben Scully. What a good man. So, he so, seemed like a really good man. So two more stories before, before we move on to the tournaments. Uh, just today, uh, Davis Love announced his full cadre of assistant uh, captains for the U.S. President's oh, Cup cool. team. So he had already announced Zach Johnson and Fred Couples. And he uh, announced Steve Stricker and Webb Simpson, which is really nice. Webb Simpson's oh, from North Webb Carolina. Nice. He's not going to make yeah. the team on points. He's not in form. But, but that's great that Webb Simpson will be involved. That's great. That is really good. You know, I, I think that's great. I, I love those picks, Zach Johnson, Webb Simpson. I know, you know, Brad Couples, all these guys. We need to get some younger guys. Feels out of the picture now. Maybe we need to have Tiger Woods as a coach. Or, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's good. Those are good picks. I like the I like the Webb and Zach Johnson. Those are great. And and we also but, you know we, we need to we need to uh, we said it in the opening, but uh, the European Ryder Cup team after Henrik Stenson left has selected Luke Donald. And when we did our yeah. we did our our broadcast about that a couple of weeks ago, we had as our yeah. kind of possible picks we had Luke Donald, we had Paul Lowry, we had Miguel Angel Jimenez, we had the Molinaris, uh, but Luke Donald is a solid pick. Uh, was going to be a, a captain, was going to be a captain at some point, you know, no doubt. He was a you know number one in the world at one point, and uh, uh, a proud graduate of Northwestern. And, Northwestern, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I'm sure he's happy he got this pick because right after this tournament is over next year, he's going to the Live Tour. So I'm sure he's happy. He has come out very much against the Live Tour. So, so oh, he has. Oh, yeah. just until he's after, after the captain. He and the captain, he'll move he, over there. He, he's come out very much against it. You know, it's sad. I, I, the rumors are the next wave of, of players are Cameron Smith, I hope not, Hideki Mat, uh, Matsuyama, probably. Uh, they're going to throw so much money at that guy to capture Japan. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the, the one who really makes me sad is Daniel Berger. I do not want Daniel yeah, Berger to join sad. the live. He's one of my favorite players. and He's a good player. But he's got that Florida State connection with Brooks and Chase. So yeah, uh, and yeah, then, and you then, know, I mean, Adam, he's Adam, an injury prone guy, and that injury, swing doesn't hold he is up. Inju- he is injury yeah. prone, and Adam Scott's and that one. swing, and Adam. Well, so let me. So Adam Scott is Adam Scott going to go after the President's Cup? Yeah, is that I, what I th- his deal is? I think, you think? A, I think a bunch okay. of these guys will go after the President's Cup. So let's. So look, he's never going to be the coach of a President's Cup then. He would not he be takes the captain. Money. Nope. Yeah, he's so, captain. and he's probably due to be the captain of the of the President's Cup team probably in two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Rocket Mortgage is played at the Detroit Golf Club, which is an old classic Donald Ross uh, design. Yeah. It's not overly hard unless the elements, you know, kind of kind of, you know, the wind whips up. Uh, and it really was a pretty defenseless course this week. So for, for those what do you mean the elements? Uh, guns and guns, guns and yeah. knives. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that. That's funny. Uh, yeah, the elements, the Crips and the Bloods. <laughs> yeah, the Crips and the Bloods. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Tony Finau is like he's like now what his last nine or ten rounds in the sixties. He shots. He shoots 64, 66, 65, 67 to win this tournament by five strokes. Amazing, uh, and and really, it was it was Tony Finau and the young Canadian Taylor Pendrith, who were in the lead for the first three rounds. But Taylor Pendrith shoots seventy two on Sunday, uh, and Tony Finau kind of walks away with it. Uh, and I think he only had one bogey for the week, Stacy. Yeah, I think so. It is amazing. 
let me ask you this, Rich. So what are your thoughts? If there are, he was the highest ranked player in the 3M tournament, and he was second highest ranked player in the uh, Rocket Mortgage. If you, if, if there would have been higher ranked players, do you think he still runs away from the field? Or you, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, obviously there's going to be more competition. And the number one ranked player in the field is Patrick Cantlay, and it's not surprising. Patrick Cantlay finished second, tied second, second with yeah. Cameron Young, who's probably the third ranked player in the field, uh, and and Taylor Pendrith. And then if you're looking So at, do you say this is an easier win for Tony Finau since not a lot of top players play? Yeah, well, last week especially. Last week was was a very mediocre field. This week was a better field. There, you know, if we go down, if we go down and look at players who are at least in contention for these squads, I mean you have Patrick Cantley and, and Cameron Young, who are both likely to be uh, you know, President's Cup players. Um right. Let's see, you have Siwoo Kim, who's likely to be a President's Cup player. You have Will Zalatoris was in the field. Uh, Max Homa's in the field. These are all guys who are probably going to be on the President's Cup team. Adam Scott had a weird week, 69, 66, 78. How did Adam Scott shoot 78 on Saturday and then 65? He must have had a shorter putter. <laughs> yeah, they made him use the shorter putter on Saturday. Uh, trying to see who else is in the field who you'd consider, you know, uh, the, 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 there weren't Sig- a lot of good players Sigala, in the field. Uh, Sig- Sigala, who's another, oh, yeah. you know, a, you know, competitor was in the field. Yeah. Um, Harris going English, for rookie of the year. Harris English, who's not come back into form, uh, since his yeah. injury, the was, new hips not working, was in the field. Uh, let's see. I don't remember any other big names, not missing. I, like last there week, are not a lot of big names. Last week, last week, Hideki was the big name who, who he withdrew after, you know, putting three balls in the water on 18. But uh, I, it's still good for Tony Finau. And Tony Finau, this is his third win in the last calendar year. He's now proven, yeah. you know, the, the word on Tony Finau was he was, a, he, was in comp, he was he was in contention every week, but he would fade on Sunday. His Sunday scoring yep. is fantastic this year. Everybody loves Tony yeah. Finau. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He really is he's a good dude. I mean, he, I'm no homer. I mean, I guess I am a homer for Tony Finau, but I really like this guy. I like everything about him, the family life, the the, the swing, the the grit, the hard work. The, it, it, he's he's just a good player and a good person, so I really like him. Well, when, I'm when, happy for him every time he wins. When when people complain that, that, that you know these pro golfers grew up on country clubs, Tony Finau grew up poor. He didn't grow up on a country yeah. club. He's a self-made player. He's he's great. He's humble. Uh, you know, uh, all. All the best, all the best for Tony Finau, and and you know, very happy to say that, you know, we're going to see him at the Presidents Cup and Ryder Cups for many, many years yeah. to come. Well, I'll tell you, unless he takes a live to a money, but I'll tell you this. I mean, it was a great story. They're talking about Tony Finau. His mom passed like three, four years ago, but they were talking about his dad. Tony Finau didn't hit a driver until he was nine, uh, nine years old. He he and his brothers used to hit golf balls into a mattress. Yeah, I mean, it. What an amazing story! His dad used to go to the library and rent uh, Jack Nicholas's book, uh, "Golf My Way." He would rent that. He would uh, get the book for the, him, the kids to read, and that's what they read. Isn't that amazing? That's fantastic. So, so fantastic. Tony Finau, Tony Finau wins, uh, and uh, you know, we always mention Ricky Fowler because we do. I mean, we joke about Ricky Fowler, but I think we both really like Ricky Fowler. But he missed the cut. Oh, yeah, he did not play well. And missed the cut, seventy three, seventy four, missed cut. So he actually has I mean, to play the Wyndham. He has to play the Wyndham yeah. to try to get in the top one twenty five. I mean, if so, I think if he doesn't make top one twenty five, he has to go to live because I don't, or else he has to go qualify, right? Well, I think this qualify. year, this year, because there are a lot of players who would be oh, in the top one twenty five yeah. who have joined the live tour. It's actually the top one thirty five or so are going to keep their cards. So, so well, he'll be I'll, he'll be able to stick around. Yeah, I think if he even makes the cut next week, he'll he'll keep his card. Yeah, he'll give it one more year probably on the PGA Tour. I, I guess because he's not in any big tournaments. He's not in the Masters. He's not in U.S. Open. He's not. He's got to qualify for all yes, these tournaments. To, he has right? to qualify because he had to try to qualify uh, the U.S. Open this year. Oh, if I was him, I'd take that money to live to qualify for all those tournaments. For these young players, it's hard these days. Yeah. So, yeah, so next week, though. next week is the Wyndham and the Wyndham traditionally is, is a, you know, the, the better players don't play the Wyndham. They let the guys who need the points to try to maintain their cards 
take the spots in the Wyndham. So, but there's some good players playing the Wyndham. Horschel's playing a bunch of good players. Uh, you know, what's the uh, Irishman's playing? He a lot of good players Shane, are playing the Shane Lowry or Shane Shane Lowry's yeah, uh, Shane Lowry's playing. A lot of good players are playing this Wyndham tournament. You you would think they wouldn't, right? But a lot of guys are playing. I just well, looked today. It's, it's like, on a great, you know, classic course, and I think guys really like the course. Yeah, I think you're right. So let's see. So yeah, I mean, you know, you have guys like Charlie Hoffman, who's like made the playoffs what 17, 16, 17 years in a row. He's on the. He's on the. Uh, uh, Kind of on the on the edge, uh, I I actually looked at this this week, Stacy, and you know before we get to the other tours, it is a young man's game. I yeah. the top who, how far do you think you have to go on the FedEx Cup standing list to find the first guy who is in his forties? Uh, I think you had to go to forty players. Probably. Let's go to fifty. The number the top, yeah. the only, the oh, first guy yeah. on the tour who's forty years old, in terms of wow. FedEx Cup points, is Ches Reevy, who's forty wow. years old. Wow! 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 Every How old other is Kevin player, Chappell? Um, I don't know, but Kevin no Chappell. Gordon? Uh he's probably close. But you know, if you look at the top ten, 26, 28, 26, 28, 30, 33, 32, 29, 25, 30. I mean, half these freaking players, half these players on this uh, plan, the Wyndham, Tommy Ganey's plan, and he's out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the number Tommy Ganey's plan. The first player who may, who is forty years of age is Ches Reevy. He's number fifty-one, and he is exactly wow. forty years old. Fifty-three is Matt Kuchar, who's forty-four. Uh, Fifty-nine is Alex Noren, who's forty. Sixty-two is Matt Jones, is forty-two. And uh, Adam Scott is 42. He's 78th. Uh, Kevin Streelman is 85th. He's 43. And Justin Rose is 98th. He's 42. Those are the only guys over the age of 40 in the top 100. It's a young man's game, Stacey. It's a young man's game. I mean, look at these guys. Dallas Torres, J.C. Poston, Kevin Kisner. Webb, I mean, Michael Thompson, all these guys are young. You're right. Yeah. Son JM. I mean, they're just young guys. It's all a right. Young well, man's game. All the old guys are going to live tour. They're going to the live tour or, or they're just, yeah. you know, not playing. You know, they're, they're you know, Jason Duffner's well. and Zach Johnson's who don't make cuts or, or don't make they're, points anymore. They're waiting till they're 50. They can go to PGA Champions Tour. Right. Go in there. Well, Rich, I have. I mean, it was a great weekend. I mean, I had a great weekend watching golf. It was a thousand degrees here in Portland, as in Southwest Washington, as everyone knows. But man, was there some good golf! I watched the Women's Scottish Open. It was at the Dundonald Link in Esher. It's just a beautiful place. I didn't play there, but I played at a place across the street from there. Well, across the tracks not living in the south where they separate the blacks and the whites and the railroad tracks this was a good this was a good track yeah so i there there's a japanese girl that won this her first pga win a yaka for free i guess a free however you say her name she shot 62 on sunday at 21 under wow. she beat the fritch uh player that went to duke celine boutier she beat her uh by three strokes she beat uh Jinio kim uh uh Yo, Jim, Ju Kim, she beat her. At, she was at 17 under. And Cheyenne Knight, who's an American, I think she's from the South, she finished at 17 under. Then American Allison Lee at 16 under. And Lydia Cove finished at 16 under. Lydia Cove played so well the first two days. And then the last couple of days, she shot like 72, 71. And Asahara Oka finished at seven. Man, what a good, good tournament. Lots of good American players. And everyone's getting ready for the off. Uh, the open chat, the women's uh, open championship, which is going to be played at Muirfield, a place where Phil Mickelson won. Awesome. So, what a win by this young 21 year old uh, uh, Japanese player. She hadn't won very much. This is her first win on the uh, LPG tournament. So, but this week, I'm really looking forward to watching the women's uh, LPG uh, the tournament, the open championship at uh, Muirfield. Hey, Stacy. But, Rich. Speaking of women's yeah. golf, did you see? I mean, you're not on Twitter as much as I am, but Hank Haney has been recently tweeting some pretty kind of pro-live tour stuff. 
Yeah, oh, yeah I saw this story. And, oh my god! And uh, and uh, you know, Michael, you know who Michael Whalen is? Michael, yeah, I do. Yep. Michael Whalen was you know you know founded the Golf Channel, and yeah. and yep. you know you know you know thoughts and prayers. He's battling cancer right now, but he tweets a lot, and he says to Hank Haney, he goes, Hank, if you want the if you want Greg Norman's number. I'll give it to you. Just let me know. I'll just give it to you. But, but, you know. Wow. Well, did you see the story though? The story broke. They asked a couple of the, who they asked? They asked a couple of women on the LPGA tour, uh, you know, uh, people that have been played for a while on the LPGA tour. And they asked them about the live tour. And they said like 80% of the girls would go to the live tour if yep. there's a different league. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I saw that. Eighty percent will leave, and so the live, so the, the LPGA commissioner is actually trying to cozy up to the live tour. But again, it's, it's like you know, uh, you love women's golf, but the numbers I for do. women's I love golf, golf. What you know, if if there's it's a like women's, the, it's like the uh, women's what is it? WNBA. No, uh, everyone not, watching now because they're waiting for Brittany Griner to come back. But no, you know, no, but the the, the quality of I, I really think the three sports, the three women's sports that I will watch. I'll watch women's golf, but not like you will. I'll watch the majors. I'll watch women's tennis because I think the women are fantastic. I think they're fantastic. And I'll watch women's soccer because I think those women are fantastic. They're very good athletes. Um, so WNBA, that's not your thing, huh? No, no. And it's, <laughs> look, God bless them. Uh, it's just... <laughs> It's just not a yeah. Please don't take uh, drugs into a uh, country in, in, that in doesn't. Russia. But no, it's just it yeah. doesn't. I, it doesn't interest me. It's you know this the skill levels are you know just don't you know it's it, it's just not something I'm going to take the time to watch. I'll watch women's soccer. I think Brittany Griner could beat. Uh, let me think. One player in the NBA. Uh, none of them. Okay. <laughs> none, none of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, I love women's golf. I will watch the Open Brittany Championship. Griner might not before. be the best player. Might not be the best player on the Russians on the Russian prison men's team. <laughs> that I, I, that's what they should. I I guarantee she'll be out there playing basketball the next ten years of her life, probably. Right? Yeah. Bad. So rich. So that was the Women's Scottish Open, which I love the of course. I love the tournament, and now I watch the Junior Amateur. It was that one of my favorite courses in the world. It's called Bandon Dunes, oh, right here, yes. about three and a half um, hours from Portland. Bandon Dunes. They have four courses: Pacific Trail, Bandon Dunes, Pacific Dunes, Bandon Trail. Uh, they have uh, the Sheep Ranch, and then there's another course. There are like five courses there, but I tell you, this is one of the best places on the on it, it, best place in the world for golf. So they had the U, U.S. Junior Amateur, men's U.S. Junior Amateur. Uh, they had two, three, four players in the semifinals. They had uh, Wei Yi Dang. He defeated Caleb Surratt uh, it, it, for the final. That was the final. But then in the in the semifinals, you had Wei, uh, Wei Yi Dang defeat Eric Lee. Eric Lee is Dang is going to ASU as a freshman next year. He's from China, and Eric Lee. It's from Fullerton and is going to UC uh, Berkeley, which is the great, you know, lots of great players there, right? Max Homa. Uh, Max Homa. Uh, John. Um, Kalamar, Kal yeah. Yeah. Kalamar Kawa. John, John Ho, I think, went to. Or is it James? Yes, yep, John Ho. Yeah, John Ho. Yep. And then Wee Dang is going to ASU. And, you know, of course, there's Phil. Liv there's John Rom. Yes, a lot you. of good players. Liv Hugh. Phil, yeah. Paul Casey. Paul Casey. A lot of great players. So, Dang beat Caleb Surratt, and Caleb Surratt is going to – he was probably the highest-rated player, amateur player in this tournament. He's going to Tennessee. And the beauty of it, he had this coach from Tennessee on his bag. Uh, and then Nick Dunlap, who won last year's U.S. Amateur, uh, lost to Caleb Surratt in the, in the semifinals. And uh, Nick Dunlap's going to Alabama. So the winner is Wei Yi Dang. He won. He beat Caleb Surratt. Which I think is amazing. All these young players are going to be playing against each other in college, which I think is phenomenal. What a tournament! One of my favorite places to watch golf. One of the best courses in in the state of top top courses in the world. So it was great. So that was it for the U.S. Junior Amateur. And Tiger Woods won it three times, and uh, Scotty Scheffler won it once, and Jordan Spieth won it twice. So nice. good, good. So if you win this, you're going to go on to probably do good things on. And the, DP, the, tour. the DP tour was the hero world championship. And it, what a beautiful place. Yeah. 
It's in St. Andrews, the Fairmont at St. Andrews. It must, it's a new course. I don't think it was there last time I was there, but it is a beautiful place. Wow, 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 wow. Well, it was won by a, by a young American, Eric. American Sean Crocker, although he has an interesting story. He was born in Zimbabwe, and his family really? moved to Southern California when he was young, when he was young. kind of like Aaron Wise, who was born in South Africa and plays as an American, went to Oregon. Sean Crocker, who's, I think, the same age, uh, moved to the U.S., plays as an American, and uh, went to USC. He went to USC. Wow. Yeah, that guy's a good golfer. I mean, I see him quite often, but he's the, he and that John Catlin guy are yeah. like the big Amer- the Americans that are playing on the DP World Tour. What a great win from this kid from Southern California, right? Yep. Wow, what a win. I mean, that's a big win. Now you get to you start getting those world ranking points. You start getting into more tournaments. He's going to probably get into bigger tournaments. So well, what a and, win. And now oh, the DP Tour, oh. the, the, the guys who, who are the head of the Order of Merit on the DP Tour are going to get automatic membership on the PGA Tour. They get wow. So there's a lot to play for. Wow, good. I hope Sean Crocker makes it. I mean, he's a, he's a stud. And any guy who goes over to Europe like Brooks Kepka, they have a good track record. Oh, Peter Ulan wasn't as good as Brooks Kepka, so, but you know, uh, Dave, David yeah. Lipsky and Kurt Kitayama are both going to keep their oh, yeah. cards this right. year. They both played pretty well, uh, and they That's came right. off the DP Tour. Brooks Kepka did, Peter Uline did, but you know, ha, you know, is now on the Live Tour and, and wasn't able to break through. All right, he wasn't. A- disappointing for him yeah all right well let's let's go over our standings for the president's cup because we're really getting down to the nitty-gritty so the u.s team is just like for the Ryder cup we'll take six uh automatic qualifiers and then we'll have six captain's picks and uh this this the automatic picks right now would be scotty scheffler patrick cantley who moves into second he uh jumps over sam burns who's third uh xander shoffley fourth justin thomas fifth and tony finau uh, jumps over Jordan Spieth to, to be sixth. Spieth is sixth, Colin Morikawa seventh, Max Homa eighth, Will Zalatoris ninth, Billy Horschel tenth, uh, uh, Billy Horschel eleventh, and Cameron Young twelfth. Uh, right outside the top 12 are Tom Hoagie, Kevin Kisner, J.P. Poston, Cameron Tringali, Keegan Bradley, Maverick McNeely. Uh, Daniel Berger is the first of the kind of, you know, guys who you would have expected to make the team, but, but because of injury. He's, you know, well out of position, followed by Russell Henry, Aaron Wise, uh, and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, they have now taken out of the President's Cup standings all the live guys. And that's both on the U.S. side and the international side, because we've been saying that Abraham Answer's name was still there, but it's now gone. So on the international side, you have Cameron Smith and Hideki Matsuyama. Sanjay M, Joaquin Neiman, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, Mito Pereiro, and K.H. Lee. Now, they take eight uh, by points and four captain's picks. So the next four are Sebastian Munoz, Eric Von Royen, Adam Hadwin, and Mackenzie Hughes, followed by Ryan Fox, Christian Bezadenhoit, Mark Leishman, Anirvan Lahiri, uh, and uh, Siwoo Kim, and uh, Ju Hong Kim. Uh, and then Carl Yuan. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the uh, that's the international side. I, and and the thing that really strikes me is, you know, how much you know guys have fallen. Like Garrett Higo was on the team, and he's not even in the top thirty anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's won these tournaments. Now he's come over the PGA Tour, and he's been terrible. And he's been awful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll. I think we'll we'll not do the Ryder Cup because you know the Ryder Cup doesn't change very much right now, um, but and the Ryder Cup still, of course, has the live players listed. They have not taken the live players out, even though it does not appear that the live players are going to make the team unless they make it on points. Um, Zach Johnson's already said he's not going to take the live players as captains' picks, and Luke Donald actually came out today and he says he doesn't know. He doesn't know what the policy is going to be. Yeah, well, I mean, for him, it doesn't matter. All the guys on that, the, all the guys of potential Ryder Cup players are o- over the hill, anyways. I wouldn't take surgery. I wouldn't take Lee Westwood. I wouldn't take Ian Poulter. Who needs those guys? You got to go with the young guys. Give them a chance. Paul Casey. I mean, for the U.S. side, I mean, you know, I, it's it's all injuries, right? Dustin Johnson yeah. wouldn't have made it on points. Dustin Johnson, before he got taken off the list, was well down the points list. And so was Brooks Kepka, and so was Bryson DeChambeau, and so was Patrick Reed. 
the only one of the the live guys who was even close to sniff the top 12 was Taylor Gooch. Yeah. Yeah. So we, they wouldn't have made it anyway. So they made it, they made the choices easy. Yep. Well, Rich, I'm looking out my window here and I've never seen so many cute girls dressed up on a Monday night going someplace. I was trying to get their attention, but this is more important in our podcast. In Vancouver, Washington on a Monday night? Uh, yeah. It's hot. Holy crap. I'm knocking on the window, but they can't hear me. But <laughs> Well, any, yeah, Monday night, I wonder where they're going. They're all dressed up. Jesus, like four or five of them. Are you sure you're oh. just not too far away? I, no, good for far from good. They look really hot. Oh, they're driving your car, Tesla. They're driving a Tesla. They, oh, no, why are they putting gas? I don't know. They're stupid. They must have been gas in the wrong car. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> but Rich, I don't, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, these guys wouldn't have made it anyway. So I think for the Americans, it's going to be amazing. So are we going to make our pick? Yeah. So heck, heck, hold okay. on one second. Hold on one second. Okay, so we're going to make our President's Cup picks. So I'm going to let you go first with the U.S. side, and I'll go first with the international side. You want me to pick all uh, six of mine? Six, right? No, uh, 12. We have, tw- we have 12. Well, yeah, yeah, but that, the top six are going to make it, you know. Yeah. So I'll, okay, I'll okay, pick. Okay, yeah, the top six. You're right. The top six Americans are going to make it. There's no mystery yeah. about Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantley and Sam Burns and Xander Shoffley and Justin Thomas and Tony Fina. Okay. Yeah, they're going to we'll, make it. We'll yeah. take those as, as, as given. Okay. So if I had to pick today, my top, uh, my bottom six, I guess I should call it, my, on the first on my list would be number seven would be Cameron Young. Number eight would be Will Zalatoris. Number uh, eight, oh, sorry. Number seven, I said Cameron Young. Number eight, Will Zalatoris. Number nine, I would take uh, Max Homa. Number 10, I would take um, Billy Horschel. Uh, then number 11, I would take Colin Marikawa, and number 12, I'd take Jordan Spieth. You know, the so U.S. Those side's pretty darn easy, because those 12, yeah, pretty easy. they're not only, the, they are the top 12 in terms of points, but then you have, you know, I, you know, no disrespect to Tom Hoagie, but there's a big difference between Cameron Young and Tom Hoagie. Now, if, yeah. I, I mean, I, if it was a, if it was a 13-man team, who would you, who would your 13, let's say somebody gets injured, who would your 13th man be? Wouldn't be Tom Hoagie. No, it wouldn't be Tom Hoagie. Hey, uh, Kevin Kisner. I would too. How about fourteen? Yeah. Who would fourteenth be? I think we'll find. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have someone different at fourteen. I, I we're we're identical up to thirteen. On. Let me look. Let me look at my list. I want to make sure I'm. My my mine isn't even on this list. It's not even on the okay. top twenty list. But if I had a fourteen, I mean, guy, I would take I would take Webb Simpson. You know, if I had a fourteenth guy, Stacy, I would take uh, the the Thigala kid. Yeah, I think you're right. He's been. I mean, you think about these guys. You think uh, JT Poston, Cameron Tringali, or Sagala? I would take Sagala. You're right. I would yeah. take Sagala. You know, yeah. give him some experience. Yeah. Let, you know, let him play a couple matches. Yep. He's young gonna, and good. Yeah. Young and good, and uh, you know, that's who I would pick. I mean, and I really like this list. I really like this list of players, Rich. I like this bottom six. You know, Cameron Young being the top. Will Zalatoris being the the, the number. Uh, Seven Cameron Young, eight Will Zalatoris. I like that list. Yeah. Billy Max Toma, Billy Marshall, Jordan Spieth, and Colin Markov. Those are some good picks for right. guys. I mean, if some of those guys haven't been playing well. Colin Markov, Jordan Spieth, they've been playing okay, but Homa, Horschel, Zalatoris, and Cameron Young have been playing the best. Absolutely. I like our look better than I like it having Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Rowe. Uh, uh, Having uh, uh, DJ Brooks Kepka, I like it better. I think these guys are going to get play well and get along. You could automatically throw Cameron Young and Will Zalatoris together right away. Yeah. They know each other. They play together. I mean, you could put Tony Finau right away with Colin Marikow or Jordan Spieth right away. Or Billy Horschel, Max Homa, and you could put t- Tony Finau and Max Homa together right away. You know, I mean, it's, I just like the look of the team. Cantley and Shoplet. It's just great, right? Abs- absolutely. You know, you think in terms of partners. So uh, apparently, uh, Scotty Scheffler is really good friends with Will Zalatoris. Yeah, uh, that's right. So you know that might be a natural partnership. You have you know. Kim, I mean, I think Kim, Burns. I think Burns and Shoffley. Yeah, I think Burns and Shoffley would be the best. Well, Shoffley, Shoffley will play with Cantley. They're best buddies. Yeah, I mean Burns, uh, Scheffler and uh, Burns. They're good Scheffler buddies Burns, too, right? Yeah, and that would be a good pairing too. Good pairing, yeah. 
anyway, so I, yeah, the, the, the U S team is, I mean, they're loaded and yeah, they're, yeah. all right. So the international team, so right okay, now, you go for this. So right now the eight, I'm just going to, you know, the eight who would be captain's picks. I think seven of them are locks. So, uh, Adam Scott, Hideki Matsuyama, Sun JM, Joaquin Neiman, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, and Mito Pereira. Those are the top seven. They're locks. Yep. Then the eighth guy is KH Lee, who I would not consider. He's a good player. Good player. I, I, I have kept him. Uh, he's won a tournament this year, and it's not like there are great other options. So, you know, I, yeah. I figure there's a good chance he'll make it on points anyway. Yeah. So yeah. he's a good player. Good point. Good. Yeah. So I have I have actually gone off the board for okay. uh, for uh, of, of my last four the guys who who wouldn't be captains who wouldn't be on points who would have to be captain fixed I've gone off the board for three of them. This is a very young team other than Adam Scott, and I think you need at least one more veteran. And so I picked Mark Leishman, who's who's currently fifteenth. Leash has played yeah. well in the in the Presidents Cup before. He's a seasoned guy. He's not too old. He still plays pretty well. It's not been a great year for Leishman, but I, I think they need a veteran. Okay. I picked Adam Hadwin. Adam Hadwin is currently in eleventh. He would be much higher if he hadn't had a lot of injury problems. He's back to playing pretty well. He has also played very well in the Presidents Cup, and he's just a solid all-around player. You can pair him with Corey Connors, and you know you have you have. Uh, you know, the McKenzie brothers, ooh, 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 ooh. you know, take off, take off hoser, you know, two Canadians. Um, and then for my last two, I've bypassed a lot of these guys and I've picked Siwoo Kim and Juhang Kim, both young South Koreans and Siwoo Kim, you know, has obviously, you know, broke through and won the players championship when he was like 21 years old. And he is playing the best golf I think that he's played since the Players Championship. He was okay. he played really well at the Open. He played well this week. He's kind of been on you know to the top of leaderboards. And this young kid Ji Young Kim looks he's like good, he's going to be a really really good player. He's only twenty years old. Yeah, he's already number yeah. thirty nine in the world, which means he's got that a higher world good. ranking than a lot of these other guys. And he like Sun J M just looks like a natural to me. Um, yeah, he's a good player. That's a great pick. So those, those he was not on my radar. Wow. Those are those are my four guys for the President's Cup team. Wow. Oh, I like the I, I I mean, I think you're right. This Jiwoo Kim kid is amazing. He's good. Uh, I think you know, I like Kate Lee. I, I think Eric Ben Ruyen, he has to make it. He's just played so well consistently over the last couple of years. You've got to put him on. Sebastian Munoz is just he he's a stud of a player. He's just in the lull right now, but he's good. I like Ryan Fox. That guy's one of my favorites. I think Ryan Fox is probably the dark horse out of all these guys to make it. He's just been playing so well. And you got to reward a guy who's just playing. I mean, yes, he's playing well on the DP tour. We know it's a different tour, but he's just so consistent. So I like Ryan Fox. And, you know, I would take Adam Hadwin. I think those are my four. Eric Van Ruin, Sebastian Minos, Ryan Fox, and Adam Hadwin. And I like your pick of this Kim, this Jubal Kim. This, guy, this kid's good. I like him. He's the only player I'd pick. I wouldn't pick Siwoo Kim. I think those other guys have certainly just played better worldwide than Siwoo Kim has. So that's why I would pick those before that I did. Well, it's, you know, uh, 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 Trevor Olin's going to have a, going to have, you know, a, a hard time. Uh, you know, yeah, he yeah. has been hurt more by Liv than uh, Davis Love has been because, you know, Davis yeah. Love, you know, yeah, Dustin Johnson probably would have made the team, but the other guys probably wouldn't have because of yeah. because of you know injuries and 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 inefficient play. But you know, that's true. Immelman loses Abraham Answer, who's one of his core guys. He loses Louis Oosthuizen, who's one of his core guys. He loses Brandon Grace, who probably wouldn't have made it on points, but is one of the best presidents. Has one of the best presidents' cup records, you know, around. Uh, Let me ask you, is he really lose anything by losing those three players? Yeah, Abraham Anzer, yes. Louis Ustazen, yes. uh, I think Abraham is the only way he's losing something. But uh, so, so I, I think, gotta, like you said, you, okay. So, so, so uh, no, uh, Louis Ustazen has not, you know, really been informed. So I did have a long conversation, and maybe, maybe I'll keep it for next week. I had a long conversation with, with our friend, and maybe we ought to bring him on with, with, uh, 
with Gay Davis, uh, who told us about playing in the Live tournament with with Louis Oosthuizen. You know what? Let's ask. Let's ask. Let's ask Gay. Let's ask him to come on. Yeah. I am supposed to meet with him. I'm supposed to have my annual insurance thing with him in two weeks. Maybe I'll ask him two Mondays from now if after we do that, uh, you know, whether he'll come on and talk to us and uh, talk about the live tour. Yeah, let's do it. Talk about his experience. experience. Because he had some interesting things to say about the contracts between the live tour and Escalante, which is the parent company for Pumpkin Ridge. Yeah. And I think people would actually like to hear it. It was very interesting. Yeah, we should bring him on. I'd like to have. I, I mean, I'd like to have some. Uh, maybe, can we have some uh, other callers call in and talk to him, ask him some questions? <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I don't think. You know, maybe we'll get the guy who yeah, heckled Phil Wil- Mickelson to call him. Yeah, we need to get that guy. That's what we need to get. We can figure out who we that got is. A lot of we can figure out who that is and try to and try to get him on the podcast. I know we need to get more. I, I think our goal is to have more. You know, get a YouTube channel, which is my thing, and then we need to get more some interviews on these on our shows. So. Yep. And maybe right. we should bring Nick. We should bring Nick on and have him. He's been listening. He's one of our great listeners. Have him talk about what he knows about the PGA Tour and what he thinks about Liv too, from an outsider's perspective. We we should do that. All right. Well, and, and and maybe your friend. We should bring. What's your other friend too? We should bring him on from uh, that listens to our podcast. Your uh, friend from college. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, Bill Davinsky has to come on again. Bill Davinsky. Yeah. We should have both those guys on. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back right. next week to talk about the Wyndham, and uh, everybody have a wonderful week. Happy, happy, happy. Uh... Oh, one last thing. Did you see? Did you see Greg Norman was on Tucker Carlson this week? I saw that. Yeah. Oh my God. He talked about Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's amazing. So I, I got to admit, I watched Tucker Carlson like a half dozen times, like when he first came on Fox. I don't watch Fox News, but I just thought this is an obnoxious, smarmy guy. It's entertaining. And my kids have given me nonstop shit for like the six times I watched Tucker Carlson. And then, you know, eventually I'm like, this guy is a freaking fascist. Yeah. And and I stopped watching him. But then I saw so I I don't haven't watched Tucker Carlson in, in years and years and years and years. And and I was on Twitter and he's like interviewing Greg Norman and like and like and like nodding his head in that like kind of weird, you know, I you know, I'm I'm agreeing with you, but I know more than you do about everything way. Tucker Did he go to Bedminster interview? He was was out there. Yeah, it was at Bedminster. He was in the box. Tucker Carlson was in the box with President Trump. Wow. That's amazing. He didn't get Trump online to interview him, huh? But apparently Greg Norman said all this stuff about the LPGA and how the Saudis sponsor the LPGA tour and like Brittany Lincecum came on and said, those are total, total lies. And, you know, it was funny. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was really funny. And they asked, they asked Paul Casey about, uh, you know, he goes, we got to play with a woman the other day. That's what they're doing. It's like, Oh my God, are you uh, blind? Yeah. You're going right. to play. They're going to play with her after you're done with her. Well, yeah. yeah well, $1 tickets. Maybe maybe the next tournament's in Boston. Maybe there'll be two dollar tickets in Boston. Maybe yeah. the inflation. Maybe two dollars. Yeah. All right, everybody, have a great week. <laughs> have a good week, everyone.